Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. In the last couple of weeks, the name Cardinal Becciu has become familiar to Catholics around the world due to his suddenly leaving his curial position, where he was in charge of the process of preparing saints for the canonization process. He left his post not having to do with anything to do with the contemporary canonization process, leaving, shall we say, something to be desired, but instead left due to his use of alleged use of charitable funds and the Pope's private papal account for investment purposes, which, as you might expect, didn't exactly please Francis in the slightest. Over the weekend, this story got a lot more interesting, as one of everyone's favorite cardinals, Pietro Perlin, had left the Institute for the Works of Religion at the same time that the Betchew situation was unfolding, and it happened without any official word from the Vatican. In fact, no one noticed until someone decided to check the Institute's website and saw that the second highest prelate in the church after Francis was no longer listed on its site as a key figure. Perlin is the chief diplomat for the Vatican, due to his being the Cardinal Secretary of State. Perlin is often called the Vice Pope for a reason. Today, we'll go into that in the latest update for Betchew, and this whole story will make you quite pleased that the Peter's Pence collection at Mass was quietly ignored by most parishes this year, and for good reason. First, let's begin with the former Cardinal, now Bishop Betchew, as it's directly tied to the Perlin story. A report emerged this past week that Cardinal Betchew sent a woman in Sardinia a sum of about 600,000 euros, or rather that she was sent that sum from Cardinal Perlin's office. This was initially reported by the Catholic News Agency, but their report has vanished from their website, which is, to say the least, slightly odd. It has, however, been repeated elsewhere, including from Crux Magazine's website. But then again, this entire story is just that. It's a little odd. This report is in addition to the earlier details that show that his own brothers were the recipient of Vatican funds at his behest, which included funds being sent directly to his brother's charity organization as well as to their construction company in Sardinia. There's apparently even a brewery involved in this somewhere. This activity includes investing papal and Vatican resources into speculative financial instruments of the kind Francis rather explicitly decried in Fratelli Tutti, which makes the timing of this all the more interesting and unfortunate for Francis. Specifically, this involved the use of the Vatican's $621 million stock portfolio to invest in credit default swaps, which are one of the financial instruments tied to the 2008 market correction. Francis rather forcefully has come out against these mechanisms numerous times, and rightly so, throughout his pontificate, which, when tied to his personal papal account being used in some of these activities, makes it all the more understandable why Francis reacted as he did. That information comes from Frank Walker of Canon 212, by the way. Thank you very much, Frank. I thank him for his help finding that for me when I uh, reached out to him. The critical thing to note here is that these instruments, while complicated, can be very rewarding for the broker and the investor, with a higher return rate than is often normal for more run-of-the-mill investment activity. The indication is that Betchew's activity was meant to benefit himself and his kin primarily. 
Betchy responded rather forcefully to this, you might imagine. He denied that he was involved in any way with the Australian situation that I reported previously or the Sardinian situation. That Australian situation involving Pell at possibly the most perfect timing portion of Pell's time in Australia and the latter having some suggesting some things that I just can't repeat here. His response, though, is to be expected, especially given that we're talking about quite a large sum of money and the perfect timing of regulators from the European Union arriving in the Vatican at what can only be described as the perfect time to make Betchew's already interesting life much more interesting, to say the least. This story would be complicated enough as it is, but it's gotten more so as it has begun to involve other high-ranking prelates, one who is much more familiar to those who follow the goings-on in Rome these days, Chief among those involved in the Betchew story is none other than Cardinal Pietro Perlin, the Vatican's chief ambassador and essentially vice pontiff. In addition to his duties in his main office, Perlin was involved at the Institute, which makes sense in a way, given the nature of the modern world and the role the Institute and its peer organizations play in interacting with the secular world. There hasn't been a lot of details about Perlin's involvement with the Betchew story released yet. Perlin left on September 23rd, but the news was not released until Saturday, and released is not the exact way to describe it. Curiously, all of this happened at the same time that Betchew's troubles began, which themselves did not materialize in the public realm until recently. As they say, things move very slowly in Rome, but this is something else entirely. It was almost three weeks after the event that we became aware of the Perlin situation, which is a big one because Pietro Perlin was the cardinal who held the post that is often called that of the vice-pope, the secretariat of state position. Perlin is and remains the number two prelate in Rome, and has since been sent away from the institute at the Order of Francis. Again, this has to do with Betchew, and is going to have a, a ripple effect throughout the church, leading into the next conclave. Starting with the fact that, for whatever reason, Perlin's name keeps cropping up among those named Papabile, meaning those named as potential successors of Francis. Maybe uh, Pietro Perlin's name won't be on that list anymore. Who knows? Some background on Perlin is probably important here. In addition to his job as the highest-ranking minister in the church in service to the Pope, Perlin was appointed on December 16, 2013, to the Institute of Religious Works. He did not complete the two five-year terms of service to the Pope that are pretty normal for a high post in the Institute. There is no telling if this will have any effect on his role in the diplomatic offices of the Vatican, but it should have interesting impacts on that next conclave. It is worth noting, though, that typically whoever or whenever someone enters a conclave as the favorite to be pope, they leave the conclave still a cardinal. So don't take too seriously any whispering of who the next pope will be until they emerge on the loggia, whenever that happens. Perlin leaves the institute and is directly tied to Betchew due to the fact that Perlin had requested funds from the institute in the, in the ballpark of about $150 million to help close that London deal last year, a request which keeps cropping up in the Betchew story. Curiously, the news of Perlin leaving the Institute was never announced by the Vatican. Instead, it was discovered by accident when it was discovered that the personal section of the Institute's website had been changed. This discovery was made by the Italian outlet Avenir. It's very curious. As an aside, the Institute of Works of Religion, the IOR, has been bringing its internal rules in line to those of the European Union. And I'm not, not honestly sure why they'd bother to do that, given that Vatican City is a sovereign city-state that is not a signatory to that body, last I checked. Maybe this is more of that fraternal accompaniment that we saw in Tutti Frutti. 
But this isn't really anything new anyway, with Vatican City adopting the euro as its currency in 2009, which means that the world will never have coins imprinted with Francis's face on it. That's probably for the better, to be honest. But this is relevant because at the same time that Betchew situation unfolded, the Vatican was being visited and is still being visited by regulatory figures who are checking to see if the Vatican complies with the various EU rules regarding transparency in that realm, which means that the Betchew situation could not have been more negatively timed, or maybe perfectly timed. Thus, first Betchew, and now Cardinal Pietro Perlin, finding themselves on the wrong side of Francis, and this all has some odd but very entertaining timing to it. The replacement for Perlin at the Institute of the Works of Religion include Cardinal Tegel, best known for his musical prowess at World Youth Day, as well as his often being cited as a future Pope Francis II, which, as I implied earlier, probably means he'll never be Pope. Now, I'll continue to monitor this story for you as it unfolds. This is definitely one of those stories that gets more dynamic as time goes on and is reminiscent of one important fact that is often forgotten these days, the situation with Uncle Ted, the American former prelate, who had been instrumental in the founding of Peter's Pence, as well as in the deal with the Middle Kingdom. He was much more known for his influence in these same sectors of Vatican activity than almost anything else. And if you look throughout the history of the Institute in question, you'll see that it has been the source of steady headaches for every pontiff since its founding about 70 years ago. Something for a future pope, or maybe even for Francis, to consider. Let me know your thoughts on the situation. Please pray for the Church. Thanks for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.